when you call that guy an officer, he's not an officer. He is a moron. <laughs> no, you have police officers, and then you have dirty guys who are masquerading as police officers. I want to clear that up because the, the dedicated police officers in this country, they put their lives on the line every day and they do their job. They, they're thankless, they do their job. It's, we're talking about people who are pretending to be police officers. There's no such thing as a bad cop. That's just someone who is not a cop, period. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the second page. I'm sorry we missed the show last week. I've been taking a class and I'm almost done with it, but um, my mind had melted and there was no way I was going to be able to record on Sunday. Jerry, how you doing? Hey, pretty good, Terry. Just um, you know, some minor aches and pains, but trying to make it. Trying to soldier through it? Yep. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so um, what's going on? What do you think about this week? Yeah, I, I tell you what, I wanted to mention that to you, and I, um, I think during our phone conversation, I uh, mentioned it to you. The Democratic Convention was this week. You know, I don't care about your party affiliation, what you believe in. It's just there were two things that struck me in that. The first one was uh-huh. former President Obama. He spoke, and you know, not even talking about the content of the speech. What I, what struck me, he's old. He's gotten old now. Yeah, you said he looked old. Yeah. I missed it. I, yeah, gray I, hair. I went back and watched Biden's speech yesterday. Okay. Well, he's already old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is old. Um, I watched Biden's speech yesterday, but I completely missed the whole thing. Yeah, but no, it's studying, just, man. But yeah, studying hey, hard. You, you were doing yeah. good with that, but um, but then it also struck me, Jimmy Carter. You know, ninety four, ninety five years old. Oh yeah, you did mention this. Yeah, you know, they were, you know, his recorded voice, and they were showing clips from his presidency, and you like. You realize that was a long freaking time ago when he was, that was 44 years ago. Wow. I remember I was like six years old when he was elected. I was negative three. Hey, of course you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, and that was a long freaking time ago because look how old I am now. And it was sad, you know, because you probably, you know, it'd be the last convention here. Yeah. Was, when you said that, that really struck yeah. a chord with me. You're like, this is Jimmy yeah. Carter's last convention. And, and that will happen for all of our presidents. And yeah. We'll, and well, seeing Obama seeing you know, getting old. And yeah. and, you know, we are, you know, W, he looks old. They all, yeah. and Clinton, you know, they. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back and look at Obama. Yeah. So yeah. you said he looked old. He's and, that, He had that youthful appearance because we saw him in 04 when he first came on the stage. And then, you know, he was still young during that his presidency. I will say now, when his presidency was over, I was like, man, he looks like he aged. Well, yeah. These last but that, years, that happens to every president. Yeah. He's 58. But yeah. Is 58 still very young. I, I, yeah, exactly. But, you know, he's. Starting to look at. Okay. So we have a great show today. We're going to jump right into the show. And before that, you know, we always set the table. So we have two great stories and a great sports story for you today. I'll deliver a commentary. I've been really wanting to get this off my chest. And so the first story will be about the unfortunate rideshare sexual assaults that's making national, it's gaining national attention right now. And then an eight-year-old was handcuffed at school, which is absolutely ridiculous. And then Jerry's got a sports story for us about the NBA playoffs and just in sports in general. So stay tuned. We'll dive into this next story after the break and we'll deliver a great show for you. All right, we're back. So Jerry, most of the articles I get is from a news app. It's called Smart News. I'm giving them free publicity. <laughs> yeah, my Smart News app. It aggregates all the news articles from around the country, the world. You can pick topics. You can pick venues like Reuters, CNBC, different things like that. So I have all my news aggregated in one app. And this was front and center, uh, I want to say Sunday of last of this past week. 
And it was an article. It was in Mary Claire, uh, written by Jill Filipovich, regarding rideshare sexual assaults. Now, I tell you, I read, I don't know, 100 articles every week. This article traumatized me the deeper and deeper and deeper I got into it. I mean, it was just story after story after story. And essentially, ladies are... I don't want to say all ladies, but ladies are at a distinct disadvantage when you hop into a rideshare vehicle after hours. And when I'm saying after hours, I'm talking about like 10 p.m. and after, because all these stories, um, there was one that happened at, during the day, which was terrible and happened to a blind woman. Wow. But essentially, it's an expose about the rideshare mm-hmm. sexual assault. So one of the stories, I'll just give you an example. One of the stories I, I mentioned her early, a blind woman. So she's a blind woman. She has to get around via rideshare, and she gets into a car. The driver realizes she's blind, and then begins to feign being a super helpful guy. Right? Yeah. So he walks her into the store. He helps her shop for her groceries. He takes her back home, and she said he helps bring the groceries in. And then he's sitting on her couch, and he's like, "You ready to go back to the bedroom?" And she said. She's blind. She doesn't know what he looks like. She doesn't. And he, she said she just laid there. She, he assaulted her. What kind of cretin do you yeah. have to be to do? I mean, when you read this article, read it in pieces. I mean, it's terrible. So yeah, I was going to say yeah. a pile of smoking hot. We can't you know say what? it on yeah. here. But yeah, that's. So. And then another one, uh, a young lady. Of, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Jerry. No, it's just, you know, these are sexual deviants. You know, you can't control your urges that you have to. You know, get a job, and, and, and I'm, I'm assuming after hours, some of the women were intoxicated. Yeah, a lot of them were. Yeah. That, but, there's still no reason. Exactly. And it's like, you're worthless. That's the only thing you can say. It's worthless. I, the people, you know, responsible, they need to be, you know, brought charges against and then prosecuted to the fullest. But yeah, this, you don't there, think about that, but yeah. There was another young lady who avoided sexual assault by urinating on herself. Which, if you listen to this and you're ever attacked in a rideshare, urinate on yourself. Just try it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know. I you know whatever it takes. You know to stop somebody's advances. I, it's just, I just don't understand it. I think, and the, the sad thing about it was, I think some of these um, assailants mm-hmm. they do rideshare on purpose. Oh yeah, because there was another story about a young lady who was new to an area. And what he did was he took a couple of wrong turns and he realized that she wasn't aware of where he, like he was, he had gone off path. And so in the conversation, she let him know she, he was new to the area and everything. And he asked her, well, you know, who lives with you? You know, all the typical questions and took her to like an abandoned lot and attempted to sexual assault, but she did not allow him to. She told her there were people at home waiting on me. So he let her go. But I was like, that person right there, he's doing this job on purpose. Now, we know this is the gig economy where people have to work like three different gig jobs yeah, to make a living. Yeah, but. his gig is a sexual deviant. Yeah. And he's using, you know, the gig economy as an excuse, like you say, to meet his his prey, his victims. Yeah. That's, that's very sad. Uh, I didn't read the article. Kind of glad I didn't. It's just, I, I it's can't terrible. understand it. You know, yeah. like I said, it's just, you got a bunch of deviants out there, then that's giving them an excuse to... Prey on victims. And so, you know, we always give you a stat. So 
there were over 3,000 sexual assault accusations uh, reported to Uber in 2018, wow. and there were over 6,000 in 2019. As a culture but, in that company, that they have to do something about who no, they're it's not. You got to screen, man. It's not. You know what it is? Because I knew this would be the case. Okay. So you have six thousand out of twenty. I, I, I'm guessing it's millions of rides. So mm-hmm. statistically, ninety nine point nine nine percent of their rides are safe. The only problem is when you deal with that kind of error. You know, error correction. Yeah. It's still 3,000 women being yeah, attacked. Exactly. That's, That's 3,000 too many. And the thing about that, why is it not 100%? You should be able to have... Well, I mean, not every ride can go perfect, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you could have somebody driving bad. I'm talking about, yeah. we're talking about sexual assault. Yeah. Know? Or robbery. They had, if I'm not mistaken, nine murders. Wow. Yeah. Were the Uber driver murdered? Or the, well, the, well, either or. The driver wow. was murdered. During the ride, a murder occurred. Yeah. Road rage? No, nah, yeah, nah, no, no, no. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah. But so, this is a very serious topic here, Terry, and you shed light on that, Ben. Yeah, I just wanted to bring some attention to it now. You know, we always provide solutions. So how about editing your algorithm to where at night, because I've been in an Uber or a Lyft at night, mm-hmm. and I've had a female driver. Why don't you pair female drivers with female clients and make, you know, you have machine learning and AI, make it such that it does everything it can, especially, let's say, between the hours of 10.30 p.m. and 6 a.m. It does everything it can to match female to female and driver, you know, drivers and passengers. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that it'll know that. I mean, there's all, there will always probably be a shortage. However, like that number, you want that 100%. Let's get that 99.9999999, you know, get almost to 100. But... Just you know, reduce the opportunity for it to happen. Here's the thing is, I'm just going to throw this out here. Do you think that if, I'll just answer my question in my head. It, it wouldn't be just a say, Ask it though. I was going to say it's extreme harsh prison sentences for uh, people who commit sexual assault that are provable. No, the, yeah. Um, no, would that, that be was a the deterrent? Thing. The sad thing about it was these cases are hard to prove because a lot of times the girl was inebriated. Yeah. Like there were stories where they woke up, they thought something happened, but they weren't sure. But then she wakes up, she goes, her door is wide open, her pants are around her ankle. I'm like, it was terrible. It was horrible. Yeah, just give it. And then I was like, people excuse. Can is there a a better disc? You know those psychology, the disc assessments you can get to try to rule out predators. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I I guess we just that's a problem we just have to deal with and. I mean, how much can you screen, you know, for employees? That's true. I yeah. mean, and millions and millions yeah. of rides. Yeah. yeah. You'll never yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to move on? Yeah. Let's move on. To let's our get off this topic topic. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll go on the um, other side. People, uh, Terry's going to discuss um, about an eight-year-old in Florida. Florida again. And we are back on the second page. This is Jerry. Uh, Terry has another interesting um, story to, to talk about. It's an, an eight-year-old down in Florida. I think it was Key West. Uh-huh. Um, was handcuffed. Terry, take All it right, away. So this story comes out, out of CNN's Newswire, written by Eric Levinson. And here's the gist of the story. It was an eight-year-old. He has learning disabilities. He is... In the, I believe, the cafeteria, and his a teacher or an administrator told him 
Basically, essentially told him to behave. He refused. So he punches the administrator in the chest. The officer in the lunchroom sees it. And the rest is history. So essentially, and I've seen this story on CNN. So it could be a little bit first page, but definitely was second page when I saw it. Tells the kid to put his hands on the wall and he's going to jail. And literally, he could not handcuff the child because you know what? Children's hands don't fit in handcuffs. Yeah. Okay. Takes him to jail and charges him with felony assault. And when the parents fought, the charges were finally dropped. This officer needs to lose his job. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even, you know, and that's a, an his, eight-year-old. Dude. We're going to talk about the I eight-year-old, mean. but first, we're gonna, I'm going to clear some things up here. You call that guy an officer. He's not an officer. He is a moron. <laughs> no, you have police officers, and then you have dirty guys who are masquerading as police officers. I want to clear that up because the, the dedicated police officers in this country, they put their lives on the line every day, and they do their job. They, they're thankless. They do their job. It's, we're talking about people who are pretending to be police officers. There's no such thing as a bad cop. That's just someone who is not a cop, period. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, and it begs a question, Jerry, and it's been like this for, I don't know, the last 20, 25 years, the criminalization of youth, yeah. right? You know what, people, young people are young people. There's a saying like, youth is wasted on the young, right? You don't arrest eight-year-olds. You don't teach an eight-year-old a lesson, especially not a lesson like that. No. I mean, you'd be better off, like, if there's recess, oh, you hit me in the chest, you don't get recess for the next two weeks. You got you get a better chance teaching the child that rather than traumatizing him, arresting him, putting him in the back of a police car and taking him to jail. Get yeah, I mean, dude, I when I watched article, this, my blood boiled. I read it also, that article from the CNN Wire, and this the incident happened back in 2018. Um, they are in a lawsuit now. Um, uh, Benjamin Crump, he's uh-huh. a, civil, a lawyer. Yeah. They're suing under the American um, with Disabilities, Disabilities Act, Act. Yeah. Um, because he was diagnosed with, the mother said, with ADHD, oppositional the defiant disorder, yep, depression, that. and anxiety, which begs to ask the question, why is an eight-year-old depressed? Maybe I'm out of touch. No. I mean, I mean, that's diagnosed. So we really can't argue with that. But yeah, I haven't. That's interesting. But the opposition defiant disorder, I knew kids like that when I was young. Yeah. That you grow out of that. That's a bad kid. You just grow out of it. Yeah. Yeah. We had a different way of dealing with that when I was in school. But I mean, mean, that would have been better than taking him to jail. Here's the thing, Terry. Chief Sean T. Brandenburg, he's the chief down there in Key West. Uh-huh. He, they put they put a muzzle on these guys now. But he told the Miami Herald before that um, they stopped him from talking that his officers did nothing wrong and that they followed standard operating procedures. Are you serious? The kid was arrested, taken to jail, fingerprinted, <laughs> DNA swab, ridiculous, and had his mug shot taken. I mean, what they thought he was babyface Nelson reincarnated or some stuff? <laughs> Seriously. No, it's all good, dude. It's all good. No, I'm with you on this one, Jerry. I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Common Stupid. Sense. In the article also, the, the kid at the time, three and a half feet tall, 64 pounds. You got dogs way more than that. And you can't, as a teacher, you can't handle a three and a half foot kid, feet kid, tall kid. Dude, 64 pounds. No, dude, the felony assault charge is the most ridiculous. And you're a police... Oh, um, no. You're masquerading as a police officer, and that's the best that you have. That, uh, three, and a, three and a half feet tall, 64 pounds, you're going to try to arrest him. 
This is a stupid. They should win the lawsuit on this thing because this is truly stupid. It's ridiculous. Yes. Ridiculous. Now, I know kids can be bad and get on your nerves, but for really? I mean, dude, and really? I watched this video. It was it was depressing. And there have been other stories around the country about kids getting arrested yeah. in the classroom. Florida. Florida, Florida, I, I, Florida. I had this written down, but I'm going to let you say A it. lot of our stuff happens in Florida, but you say what you I have written say. down here. Of course, this was Florida. Hey, yeah. <laughs> they get, this must be in the water down there. They better do something, you know, because they have too many. We, just, we talked about it a week ago about Florida. Orlando. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the Burger, the Burger King. King. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to shoot you over a burger. Yeah. yeah. Wow. My burger was late. Uh, Eight-year-old babyface Nelson or whatever, you know. And sad. The kid had it. Was I mean, it was recorded. The kid was on an IEP, and there there was no reason this child should have been arrested. Yeah, yeah you, you operative call, word there, child. Exactly. Eight years old. You're saying sad. I'm just saying it's stupid. To me, I, I just can't stand stupidity, and this is the epitome of it. The epitome. <laughs> so, actually, this story is going to lead into my commentary, Jerry. And normally, you know, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, but this yeah. story led me to because I've made this argument. You. With yeah, you several yeah. times. And this time, I'm just going to make it on the hey, podcast. And right. if anybody disagrees with me, <laughs> I don't care. So when we get back, you're going to hear what I believe with regards to the criminalization of the youth. And we're back to the second page. And um, we're, I'm looking forward to this commentary by uh, Terry because, yeah, he is right. We have talked about this and he has been steadfast on his opinion on this. So without further ado, Terry, take it over. All right. So and Jerry, you're, you're welcome into this commentary. But I've made this point with Jerry several times over several years. And that is the ridiculous notion of charging children as adults. So it'll happen every year without fail. There will be just the most heinous, horrific, macabre act perpetrated by a preteen. They'll be 12, 13 years old. And a nation will get in an uproar and everybody's like, I hope they charge him as an adult. And I'm typically the only person like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And the reason why is, and of course, I'm not gonna just going to say this without trying to back it up or actually backing it up. So scientific research shows key developmental differences between youth and adults that impact the youth's decision-making, impulse control, and susceptibility to peer pressure. Okay. And essentially what that means is a youth's mind is not fully developed. Okay. Your decision-making and your impulsivity comes from a part of your brain. It's called the prefrontal cortex. Jerry, do you know when your prefrontal cortex is absolutely developed, where it's completed development? What, 25? Good job. 25 years old. So if I take 25 and I subtract 10, I'm at 15. And then when it's a 12-year-old, so come on, dude, I'm 13 years old. There is no way this kid is a rational human being. And, and remember, we, we were all teenagers at times. Now, granted, we didn't do some of the things that some of these, these kids do. But still, trying them as an adult, throwing away a child is ridiculous. It goes beyond the pale with me. And also, to further my point, the Supreme Court is on my side. The Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, has consistently ruled that youth are less blameworthy than adults. And once again, that goes back to the fact that 
They are not fully developed. Okay. And trying kids as an adult does nothing to advance public safety. And, and often said, it could be Romeo and Juliet situation where the girlfriend is girlfriend and boyfriend and the girlfriend is in adolescence. She's going through puberty and she just thinks her parents are the absolute worst people in the world. And then her and her boyfriend, they murder the parents and then they go on the run and then they get caught. And she's, and at this point she's probably 16 or 17 years old and I try him as an adult. No, listen, that's tough. To don't hear. see. Yeah. See, I I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm charge them as juveniles. They're not developed. Listen, there's no reason to throw them away because what happens is you try a 13-year-old as an adult, you give him 20 years. When he comes out, he's 33 years old. Really, at 33, that's when you're beginning with the rest of your life, right? So your 20s, you work and you get a job. Maybe you go back to school, get an MBA or get a, a professional degree. And then when you're 30, uh, right before 30, you start to get on with the rest of your life. This person comes out, out of prison, 20s thrown away, the rest of his teens thrown away. How is he supposed to become a, a gainful you know what I'm saying, contributing member of society when he spent his last 20 something years in prison. Ridiculous. I'm sorry. So go I, ahead. I hear go your ahead, point Jerry. there, Terry. Um, the only thing I could, you know, in that scenario that you used about this 16 or 17 year old. So be responsible for killing her parents, making a conscious decision. And you're saying do you, you, hear, three, you, you hear what you said? Four there? years. Decision. Impulsivity, decision making, and susceptibility to peer pressure. They're they're not developed. It's tragic and it's sad. And you know what? It happened a thousand years ago. It happened a hundred years ago. It'll happen a hundred years from now. And it'll happen a thousand years from now. Well, there is no right or wrong answer here. I I don't believe because you got situations. I don't don't know. Maybe they would warrant severe punishment. Uh, I keep going back to the life in prison. No, come on, dude. I understand what you're saying. I I keep going to the 17 year old. So you want that 17 year old to be out at 21? No, no. Well, you said try them. Charge them in juvenile. Yeah. There there are times where you can finish your juvenile sentence and then they take you to real prison. Okay. But life in prison at 13, life without parole at 14. I don't. Life at parole without parole at 17 is ridiculous. I understand you on that, but you know, tell that to the family of George Tinney. And you know what that is? Stimmy, Stimmy. Yeah, that, that's emotion. See, that's a problem nowadays. We deal with so much emotion. No, I'm, I'm talking science and I'm talking law, established law, where children are children. They're going to make horrible mistakes. They're going to make horrible decisions. The grand, vast majority of them will not. But there is no reason to throw away a child. For something he did when he was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And 17, you're a little bit older, so I can yeah. understand that. Yeah. 16 and below, no. The criminal justice system has done this for, for years to and ruin the lives of young people. And let's just be honest. We gotta, it's the elephant in the room here, and we got to say it. Um, we got to be responsible to say it. Uh, the vast majority of these people are people of color. Um, they true. get caught up in this. That's true. You know, they're an adult. For some reason, you know, in our criminal justice system, a, per- a person of tr- a color is not treated as a child. Um, and that's one of the things that you have to address with criminal justice reform. But getting back to yours, you know, I do remember. Do you remember the case, um, this school shooting, was it in Arkansas? Okay. And was it a middle school kid, 11 or so, like, mm-hmm. that did it? Um, and he got out when he was 18, I think, seven, mm-hmm. he did seven years. Um, and he actually did kill some of his classmates. 
And you, you gotta, what is the remedy there? So you think that justice no, was No, see what happened, no, that's the thing. What happens, happens. And the, the real truth of the matter is, justice is served? Not really. If somebody's dead yeah. and never comes yeah. back, and this guy is still living, yeah. I mean, you could say justice is served. No, justice is not yeah. really served. There's a dead person, there's an alive person. Yeah. With youth, and this is what I'm saying, with the youth, there's chances of rehabilitation. There's chances. Now, granted, if the kid's just bad, the kid's bad, he's probably going to go out and reoffend, and he'll yeah. be back. But there are chances of rehabilitation. There's chances of therapy, counseling, several different items that you could use, several different measures that you can use to help make this kid a productive member of society. But when you throw him away and he gets out of prison at 36, then he, guess what? He's more likely to offend. He has no chance of getting hired. It's pathetic. And to be honest with you, now you were able to name a case. The funny thing is we get so riled up about these. Yeah. I can't name, I, we know what's happened. I can't name five children who were charged as an adult in the last 15 years. Can you name any? I can't because we forget about them. Yeah. But we're so mad at that time, we don't even remember them right that now. That is true. My closing remarks are, America, we need to grow up and stop treating kids like grownups. Hey, good words there, Terry. Um, that's, that is a good debate. Your topic there, whether what side are you on, um, it is a great debate. And that's what's so great about it. Have debate. Have a great discussion. But very good um, work there, too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And when we come back, we're going to get into our sports story. Going to talk a little NBA. So um, we'll see you on the other side, people. All right, we're back. Jerry's got a great sports story for us. Jerry, thanks for participating in the debate in the last segment. Hey, yeah. I know that some people are going to be mad at me, but I don't care. I think no, it's, it's ridiculous. That it was a good topic, yeah. Terry. I mean, you brought it with both you know, topics you had today. So, yeah. yeah. All right, so, folks, we're going to talk a little NBA uh, today. You know, the playoffs are going on. You know, they had the eight-game season in the bubble, the, the resumption of the 2020 season in the bubble. Uh, the Phoenix Suns went 8-0. I mean, they were one of the dreadful teams in that uh, before the bubble. They got in that bubble and they did well. So, a good job for the NBA for pulling that off. And now they're in their playoffs. And the first series we want to talk about is the Boston Celtics, Philadelphia 76ers. The Celtics are up three nothing. And today, this is Sunday um, that we're recording this. Um, they're looking to sweep the uh, the Sixers. And you know what? I heard something on the broadcast the okay. other day. They said the Philadelphia 76ers are the greatest average team to ever play on the basketball court. <laughs> well, see, that's what we're going to talk about, Terry. Um, the Sixers, and I know you're not impressed with Joel Embiid. You, you really don't. Let me tell you. Let okay. me tell you my Joel Embiid story. Okay. So I have one of my clients, and we were, we were just, like, getting to know each other. So we're just talking sports. We're talking basketball. He's like, Joel Embiid, the next greatest big man in the NBA. And I was like, Never heard of him, but I doubt it. And he was like, why? I was like, because the big men don't play like the big men of yesteryear. And so I started following Joel Embiid. And I don't know, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I differ with you on that one, Terry. Um, I think because his skill set, uh, Embiid can step outside and shoot. The he can three. shoot from anywhere. When you've got a big man, he can rebound. He can score inside. He has good, a good low post game. Um, he is a, a, a shooter. So for a big man, maybe Philadelphia is a bad fit because um, the article that I saw was on Yahoo Sports. Is it time when they, if they get swept, will you bust up the 76ers? Because, um, you know, they have a young man named Ben Simmons. He's not been in the playoffs. He got hurt as soon as they went to the bubble. Yeah. So that could be huge. 
um, how would it have been if they'd have had Ben Simmons. But it's a bad matchup with Boston. So well, we'll move on to the next one that is newsworthy. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Clippers, Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. That is the guy that a lot of people are following. Um, you know, the Clippers are number two seed, but Luka Doncic for the Dallas Mavericks, he was drafted up here with the Atlanta Hawks. Terry, that, that should be dear to you because that's your, your favorite team. But it was a draft day trade that sent him to Dallas, and Dallas shipped Trey Young to, 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 to the Hawks. Yeah. So and you you re, you regret that move, right? Uh, no, hindsight's twenty twenty. I didn't know. I, right. I was I was excited just as as everyone else was in Atlanta that we got Trey Young because we thought he would be Steph Curry light. He scores forty points a game. We need another piece. And maybe we'll have a team, but yeah. Luka Doncic, I'm going to say he's a future Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. He is great. He may be the best young NBA player today. But an interesting stat about that, the NBA keeps a, a, a stat that uh, is called um, points responsible for. Um, I forgot who number one on that list was, but Luka Doncic was not number two. He was number three on that list behind Trey Young. Wow. Yes. Trey Young was responsible for more points than Luka Doncic. And number four on that list is a 35-year-old GOAT, James. And the reason why I bring LeBron James in is from CBS Sports, the Lakers are playing the Portland Trailblazers in a series that everybody thought the Lakers everybody, would lose. Yeah, they Even had they, Portland as the dark horse. Yeah, and Portland yeah. won the first game, but the last two games the Lakers uh, won, including last night. LeBron Dude, James. Melo went off in that first half. Yeah, he did, but it's a whole, it's a four-quarter game. Yeah. Goat James scored 35 points. Um, no, I'm sorry, he had 38 points, 12 boards, and eight assists. He is the um the oldest at 35, that's the most points in um, rebound. So when you call him Go James, are you meaning Michael Jordan no, James? No, no. I'm, I'm meaning the greatest of all time, LeBron James. The Michael so Jordan James. That's he a, has to that's change a pretty his good first name. name from LeBron to, go to Michael Jordan to acknowledge that he is the greatest of all time. Go but, James. But anyway. Michael Jordan James. Wow, Jerry. <laughs> fantastic. Well, hey, just love the NBA. And like they said, NBA action is fantastic and um, just good to have some <laughs> yeah. live sports. Yeah, absolutely. Great sports report, Jerry. And people, we're going to close this week's episode. Terry, hey, you had a great show today. We're getting better and better every week. Yeah. Uh, I really like that, the, the chemistry here. Um, but, you know, great topics, uh, great commentary um, on, on trying uh, uh, minors as adults. But um, just want to tell everybody out there, hey, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Everybody out there, be safe. Have a great week going forward. And, um, you know, from Jerry, hey, take care of America. Take care of world. Terry, to you. All right, guys. So, listen. Within the next couple of months, I'm going to be done with this class, this test and everything. And then that way we can get a more regularly scheduled program, having shows uploaded on time, things like that. But y'all have, you're going to have to bear with me. Uh, I'm, I'm doing my best. I'm studying hard and I'm going to pass this thing. All right. So thank you for joining us. Another great show, Jerry. Another great weekend. Just remember at the second page news, we provide you with news that you can use. will make you think or make you laugh. And listen, I have the memory of an elephant. I know we owe y'all a funny show. We're not going to tell you when it's coming. It's just going to come. And we're all going to laugh really hard throughout the entire episode. Have a great week, America. Good night, Australia.